You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Mark Holcraft with... Brad Gray, joining in. We're, we're excited to be with you. Uh, we just had Lori Calgard, our Director of Marketing, share with us uh, a couple of new things that have launched for Real Presence Radio. Um, but part of our experience this morning and what we'll be doing periodically throughout this year is uh, celebrating 20 years of Real Presence Radio. So we're very excited. Our next guest is Ed Smits, who is uh, involved in the very early days of Real Presence Radio. Ed, are you there? I certainly am. Welcome to Real Presence Live uh, again. You're, you're not new at this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I'm not is sitting in those uh, tall chairs there with the with the headpiece on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you can hear my connect here. We're a little distance away, so I'm calling from uh, sunny Florida. Oh, Florida. <laughs> okay. You poor thing. You poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we're hearing you just fine. <laughs> yes, uh, yes I, I think I speak on behalf of everyone around here. We hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no tip. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, well, Ed, so as Mark said, you've been, you've been with Real Presence Radio for a long, long time. Tell us about yourself and, and, and kind of your journey, I guess, with, with Real Presence. Well, um, I'm uh, married, uh, going on 54 years, member of Holy Spirit Parish Fargo for, uh, oh gosh, 44 years, something like that, uh, and have four children, uh, married, uh, nine grandchildren, <clears throat> and so um, family is very important to, to my wife and I, to us, and uh, I, at my entry point to Real Presence Radio was in about 2005. Mm. Uh, Steve Lovering is going to be on a little bit later, I guess, and he's the one that really, uh, I credit the Lovering family, especially Steve Lovering and his small group, for really getting it launched. The hardest part about getting anything like this going is this first steps. And my entry point was uh, when there was a note in, uh, I went to Daily Mass or go to Daily Mass at St. Anthony's, and I'd always check for the National Catholic Register there for a new uh, copy to come out. And there was a note there that said, Catholic Radio, uh, can you help or would you help? Something like that. And there was a phone number. Well, uh, I, I called the number. It was Bob Schumacher at the other end, who was one of the people helping, helping to get this launched and off the ground. And uh, gosh, that's, that was that first step. I had been involved in evangelization, uh, uh, I'll call them programs, at Holy Spirit. Uh, and what I was finding is that, first of all, there was a lack of Catholic information at that time, whether it be Bible studies or, you know, the Scott Hans or whatever. Nothing was readily available. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of driving in my car. And, and so there was the radio station. <laughs> and so... Uh, I always found that if uh, you go through a program at a parish, and everybody was excited at the time, but then after that it kind of drops off. There was no bridge. Mm-hmm. And so for a number of reasons, then I just go, wow, if this is possible here at Catholic Radio. And so I was involved in a meeting that we met at one of the, one of the uh, uh, cafes, and uh, I was just listening to all of that uh, talk around the table, 
in my business life, I, strategic planning and planning has, has kind of been one of my fortes. And so I, I look at this. And so next thing that happens, I get invited to a board meeting. Well, <laughs> then a little bit later, uh, probably a year later in 06, uh, I end up being chair of the board, which means, okay, I'm partly responsible to help, you know, in the leadership part of that. And at that time, we didn't have a full-time exec. Hmm. And so of the board members basically were almost like staff. And there was a lot of that. What we had to do in the early beginnings, that we uh, acted as staff and, and board. So it, you could say you were very, very hands-on? Very hands-on, Ed? <laughs> it, it was very hands-on. It was very hands-on. And so it was the first station in, uh, in Grand Forks that uh, we had to help get stabilized. And in the beginning, I heard Laurie talk about helping people to get to know who we are. Oh, that was a real challenge in mm. the beginning about, you know, this is a new endeavor. And, you know, we got to be talking to whom about this? Well, the priests, uh, reluctance. We've heard stories, you know, success stories before. <laughs> and so our the faith in all of this all of the uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit was just so incredible through every step that we went from the Grand Forks, and the next one was Moorhead uh, in Fargo, Fargo-Moorhead, 1280. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so from there on, it really was a lot of uh, proving that we were going to be able to deliver on what it was that we were hopefully promising. Uh, to the to the priest to the diocese, and so Bishop Aquila was the bishop at that time was tremendous uh, in backing us up and and giving us kind of a, a solid footing there from which to begin to launch. Hmm. And in the very beginning, it was getting people to know priests to know diocese to know that in WTN, but didn't know well who were these guys and gals that were trying to promote this in our diocese. we got to be careful about the word going out on the air. And, and, and so it was a lot of really convincing uh, the priests and, again, bishops. And at that time, it was uh, Bishop Aquila and then Bishop Hepner in, uh, in the Crookston Diocese. Hmm. So, so it took us, uh, I don't know, five years, four or five years, to really begin to get from Grand Forks to Fargo, Moorhead, and then it's kind of like, well, where do we go from here? Well, the, you know, that's where the guidance of the Holy Spirit was. Is like, well, somebody we're driving through that territory say, "Wow, we heard you. We heard the radio station. How do we get one here?" Hmm. Bismarck was kind of the one that kept asking, as well as Dickinson. And so we had, uh, you know, a couple of people in your current board chairs, uh, Chuck Huber, Dr. Ray Groovy, and his wife, Joyce. And we have a meeting out there. Well, how do we get one out here? And so there's so many technical things behind the scenes about you just don't come out and start broadcasting. You need a license. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get a license? And so, boy, did none of us at the board were ever involved in radio. <laughs> no, Nobody even sat and and I don't think was on I think I was one one time on air that was that was it 
No, we know how to turn a radio on and turn the dial. That was it. What? Ed, I'm, I'm reminded. What, what's that phrase, Brad? God does not call the equipped. He <laughs> equips the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> living embodiment of that. Oh, oh, there's, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I took up a lot of time here, but there's so many, there's so many spirit stories that this short time doesn't. You know, I'll always happen. It, it's just been, I heard you talk about your uh, banquet this, mm-hmm. this evening. Uh, our first banquet was kind of like, uh, my gosh. And, and, and I just have to say that there, was, there, were, there were two Steves and Ed. We served as, as the uh, executive committee, Steve Lobring, Steve Splunskowski, when we entered the, the scene, and, and myself. And every step along the way, they would hand off to me, Ed, okay, here's a possible, here's somebody who wants it. So I'd have to go out and scout and say, well, is there a signal available in that area? Mm-hmm. Sure. And every time we went to a different diocese, we'd have to knock on the door of the bishop. Well, out in Bismarck, uh, it was, you know, we had a good reputation in, with uh, Bishop Aquila, and Bishop Ziffel was the current bishop out mm-hmm. in Bismarck. <laughs> and... Uh, and he listened to our pitch, and because uh, uh, before we were going to go get a signal, we had to have his permission. Sure. And so he calls up Bishop Aquila, and then that was a go. Now Bishop Kagan was pardoned. And so as this whole network expanded, we did North Dakota. It was Bismarck, and then uh, we picked up one in Minot and, and uh, Williston. And then it was Dickinson, but really, we or we were kind of comfortable. We were doing things pretty well, and then it's like, uh, you know what? There's there's something available in in, in uh, uh, Rapid City. Hmm. Oh, Rapid City, my, that's a stretch from here. And Bishop Bruce, just fantastic, had been looking for an opportunity to have Catholic radio there for five years, hmm. and so. There we go, and then we pushed eastward, uh, and then it was Bemidji, uh, Duluth, and all along it was—it wasn't like we were going to have big plans to take over a territory. It is we felt like we were being called too, and if a door closed, we just said, "Well, we're not supposed to go there." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds a lot like uh, Mother Angelica's story, honestly, in many ways. Just the Holy Spirit leading things and opening yeah, doors. Yeah, good it's call. Just, it's absolutely inspiring. We're, we've only got a couple minutes left, Ed, yep. but I'd, I'd love to hear, what's it meant for you to be a part of Real Presence Radio? What are some of the biggest blessings that you've received? Well, one of the biggest blessings is the number of people and the faith-filled people that I met. You were talking about it before, the bonding. Mm-hmm. When we put, started the stickers, the, the bumper stickers, or going to the banquets, it mm-hmm. was like you walk into that room and, wow, these are people. It's a safe space. Yes. The other thing is that uh, in, in going with EWTN, it is like today it is a tremendous challenge to find truth. Mm-hmm. There are so many sources of uh, information that are being shut off, uh, and, and Real Presence Radio is, is, is one where you go, you know you're, gonna get, you're safe. Yes. 
Absolutely. And may it be ever so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amen. Please, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, it's great. We, we really want to thank you, uh, Ed, for, for the work that you've done here at Real Presence Radio for helping to build this up to, to spreading this the gospel message so, you know, ever broader. We had, gosh, when was it? Was it last week? We, there was recently in, at, at Mass, we had the, the sower, the, the story of the sower and the yeah, seeds. Right? And seed. mm-hmm. one of the things that struck yeah. me was just how the sower is so reckless with his seeds, just flinging it far and wide, not discerning whether this is good soil or bad soil, but just getting it out there. And it reminds me in many ways of Real Presence Radio and the mission that Real Presence has adopted. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, I, I want to echo that. I know... Um, since I've become executive director, I've had many interactions with Steve Sponskowski, and he has often spoken. I think you know this, Dad, but you've been a tremendous mentor to him uh, as a great gift. And in that short transition for Steve and I, I know Steve has been, uh, I'm really grateful for the mentorship he's given to me in the transition. So um, I'm sure what some of the things I've learned has been echoed from you. So thank you. You just, like Brad said, the seed that's sown, you never know how far it's going to go. Yep. Well, I always prayed that I'd be a willing instrument. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. God bless you, Ed. Um, Right before we take the break, uh, we have someone who's going to be our next guest who I know pretty well. His name is Dr. Holcraft. You might recognize the last name. Uh, So Dr. Joe Holcraft will be joining us after the break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 